This episode of Bushers Breakaway is brought to you by you, the fans. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. Today we're doing a mailbag episode. We answer five-star questions first. You want to leave a five-star question whenever? Go to patreon.com slash Breakaway. We answer them every week on the show. Thank you so much for supporting us. It means the world. On top of that, our Discord is bumping. We have a casino on there with fake ranger points, fake ranger bets, all good times. We'll talk about real betting later. Greg and I answer a ton of questions today. Red wi- uh, right wings, who are we trading for, centers, how do we get Mika going, etc. Hope you guys are ready for Mark Messier to introduce the show because here we go. Hi everybody, it's Mark Messier and you're listening to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the number one Rangers podcast. Bush Breakaway fans, welcome to another week of the Bush Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead of patreon.com slash Bush Breakaway. I am here with my co-host, Gregory Kaplan. And Gregory, say hello. Mm. Uh, no, I'm not going to. Sounds That's good. Uh, we are doing a mailbag this week. We have a uh, got a lot of questions, but before we even get to the mailbag, I want to thank our new sponsor. Woo! What? My people. I'm selling out. <laughs> DraftKings is now a sponsor of Bush Breakaway. Thank you so much to the good people over there. We'll be having uh, – uh, Greg will do a little bit of talk about that later, so very fun. Moi? Me? Are you gambling? Very strange. Very, no, that doesn't sound doesn't right. Does it make sense? We've opened this podcast multiple times talking about horse racing for free. <laughs> for free. Horse racing, not something on DraftKings, but you can do everything else on DraftKings, like bet over-unders, Ranger games, Well, I'll be, I'll be honest. I went 4-0 in my NFL picks yesterday, Ryan. Just thank, saying. First of all, thank you for being honest. That's, thank you. That's great. I know. You. Seems like a thing I could lie about. Yeah, but I'm you not could. going to. Don't do that. Yeah, the Tampa Bay Bucks really, really tested my patience there. But nobody circles the wagons quite like Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, that's the rumor. That's the motto I think that they've been oh. saying for many, many years. Let me let me correct myself. What I meant to say is we live in a world uh, where nobody circles the wagons I, quite like Tom Brady. Somebody just letting the memes are flowing in the in the Discord and the, they are calling us out on our our isms. That's what it is. Mm. Uh, let's get to what happened over the last week. The Rangers got absolutely the doors blown off them against the Avalanche. They played the Buffalo Sabres in Buffalo and squeaked by with a 2-1. Two two and then the NHL was actually like, probably should have been 2-2. Two, two. And then the Predators came to MSG and uh, in Tampa Bay Lightning 2015 fashion. Won the game, won nothing. Uh, where Sor- Soros pretty much played his brains out. And uh, it was a close game. The Rangers probably deserved to win, but just couldn't get past a hot goaltender. That's how it feels on the other side. I have very few negative feelings about this team right now. I think sometimes you kind of just get caught in a buzzsaw. Huska, obviously, we talked about on BSBOT. You could listen to that last week. Uh, versus the Avs, you're starting your fourth-string goalie versus a team that is a Stanley Cup champion favorite. You go to Buffalo, you play a team a that— team, A team, by the way, we should add for context. I believe they're— 12-2-1 in their last 15 games. And they score like six to seven goals a game. Uh, seemingly yeah. humming on all cylinders currently. Yeah, if you go to the DraftKings Sportsbook Whoa. and you bet the over in Colorado Avalanche games, you'll win more than you'll lose. And you use promo code blue shirts? Wow, this sellout. Blue shirts, Ryan. Blue shirts with an S? This has been an incredible sellout that they didn't even give us anything for. All right, so uh, now that we got that out of the way. Yeah, so Buffalo happens, uh, 2-1, and then the Predators come in. Predators are a good team, probably middle of the road, and the goalie steals it. I, I don't have any negative feelings about how the Rangers have played over the past week. It hasn't been the feel-good, continually win, win 11 out of 12, but these are the, the, the lows and the ups and downs of, of an NHL season. The Rangers right now are in a very good spot to make a playoff push. The goal this year has always been to make the playoffs. Seemingly, the odds are in their favor to do that. If they play 500 hockey the rest of the way, they will get there. And uh, there are, like, I have some little qualms, like little tiny things, and we'll get to them. But my takeaway over the last week was I think the Rangers need to make one trade. We'll talk about that pretty extensively when we get to our mailbag here in a couple minutes. I think they need one more piece on offensive depth. And I kind of think that Kako needs to go back to the Artemi and Strom line a little bit. I thought I found it quite interesting that when they needed a goal, they reset that, and Lafreniere took a seat for a couple minutes. And I'm sure there. I, I know the time and ice conversation continually happens as Ranger fans sit back and watch Lafreniere, the first overall pick. You, play under you do notice that the, that conversation only happens when the Rangers lose, though. Very interesting. I mean, he did score the game-winning goal versus Buffalo. That did happen. And then yes. two days later, the time and ice conversation comes, hey, why are we sitting the first overall pick? 
Well, sometimes first overall picks, even when they're 19, have bad nights. And there aren't – sometimes you need to send a message. It, Lafreniere well, controls it, some of that it, in, his, in his own right. But not, not just that. It's, all right, if he's not going to play on his offhand – you're gonna which which left wing are you gonna take time away from? Are you gonna take time away from the Rangers' top goal scorer, Chris Kreider, or are you gonna take time away from the Rangers' best player, Artemi Panarin? The answer is neither, unfortunately. Yeah. So it's 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 one of those like um, you have you have a bat that you want to play in your lineup, but the two bats ahead of him are just better currently, and it's not Alexi Lafreniere's fault that he's not as good as or Tammy Panarin, or not scoring goals at the rate that Chris Kreider is scoring. Both those things are out of Lafreniere's control. If if Kreider was struggling and Panarin was not playing, then I'd be more willing to have this conversation of, well, how do you get ice time? And I understand what everyone's going to come back to me on, and it's something you and I have agreed on, I don't know, 10,000 times. Yes, I too would take Ryan Strom off power play one and put either Kako or Lafreniere on power play one. You got me. I 1,000% would do that. I am in complete agreement. If the Rangers aren't going to do that, I don't know how you get Alexei Lafreniere more time. I will say I haven't disagreed with Gerard Gallant much this year, which kind of makes this podcast lame from time to time because it, it, it's a lot easier to say words when you're disagreeing with something or about something. Being negative right? is so much easier and draws so much more attention than us saying this team is pretty good. I, I, I'll say this. The Rangers needed a goal yesterday. Um, I personally am disappointed that the Rangers felt like in order for them to generate that goal, they had to move guys around as opposed to just giving the kid line more opportunity because the kid line in the second period was easily the best line the Rangers had going. And I know that he'll miss the net three times in a row, but they are, they were the one line visually creating opportunities time and time again. So instead of trying to take pieces from the kid line, Gauthier moved up, Kako went back to playing with Panarin. I would have I would have just let the kid line play because I'll be honest with you, Ryan, the Rangers' biggest problem at five on five right now, it's not Alexa Lafreniere, it's not Kaba Kako, it's Mika Zibanejad. Absolutely is. It really is. Uh, it, it, I don't know if you feel this way, and I'm not trying to overanalyze Mika's game. And I know he's here for a long time. He signed for a long time, and he can't go anywhere. But he almost looks afraid to shoot right now. There he's was in his head. He's, he's, he couldn't he's be more. He's playing with a version of the yips that is not like it, – it, it's not Mike Pelfrey not knowing like how to throw a baseball anymore. Quick aside, quick aside, I was listening to Vince's podcast last week. Shout out to Vince. And he mm-hmm. did exactly what you do, and he stopped, and he stopped. He was like, actually, in baseball. And I was like, this is, is he copying our show? He literally is making a hockey and a baseball comparison. This is bullshit. Anyway, keep going. But it's – Mika knows he's struggling. And it instead of – when a how about this? I'll, I'll throw you for a loop. When a basketball player is Whoa. struggling, sometimes it's best to just shoot yourself out of the, the slump, yep. right? Like if Steph Curry is, is having an off night with threes – he doesn't take less threes. He takes more because he has to find his rhythm again. It, it's almost like Zibanejad is trying to pass himself out of the slump because he knows Kreider up until the last couple of games has been red hot. So he's trying to feed Kreider. And he, he can tell that Kako is playing with more confidence. So he wants Kako to control the puck more in the offensive zone. And it's almost like Zibanejad is trying to take a seat back when what he really needs to be doing for that line to be successful is what he always does, which is be the alpha of the line. But when Mika Zibanejad is forcing himself to be the center of attention on the top line, that's when the top line is playing at its best. When the opponent has to focus on him more than everybody else, it creates opportunities without him having to be the actual creator. But right now, there have been a couple games where it legitimately looks like Mika Zibanejad is afraid to shoot the puck. And I've never seen that before from Mika. Well, that's because Mika's greatest strength is his shot. Uh, there's no secret about that. He has The reason why he's been so effective as a New York Ranger a lot of the time has come from the no longer having... Pe- I mean, Booch isn't here. And Booch drove a lot of the play for Mika Zibanejad when they spent all those years... Like, what was it, four years on that line of KZB? 
and they they got the chemistry. Kreider is still there, but the person who drove play for those two players was Pavel Buchnevich. Kako's not doing that just yet. He hasn't seemed incredibly comfortable on that line since he was moved off. I, I said on this podcast weeks ago that I thought the Strom Kako Panarin line was absolutely electric and maybe my favorite line over the last five years. And when they broke it up, part of me died a little bit. But also, I understood where they were going. Maybe Kako still needs to learn how to play without the puck sometimes. That is one of his weaknesses. Uh, I'm sure our friend Adam, etc., is nodding at the uh, at the radio wherever he is right now because that's that's the big theme with Kako. He can't when he doesn't have the puck. He's still learning how to play the game. When he has the puck or he's along the boards, he's a monster and a force and is a totally different player than he was the past two years. But Buchnevich set those things up for me because of Benajad over the past few seasons. And without him, Kako hasn't been able to replace the production that Buchnevich has brought. And maybe that is thrown Mika off his comfort zone, but you could clearly see. I mean, even in earlier in the season when, when Kako wasn't up there, Mika would get the puck on his stick or it would just bounce right, and he wasn't able to either stabilize the puck or the shot was whiffed or was a little off. He's had plenty of opportunities, but he hasn't been able to wing it the way he usually does. Yeah, and it's it's hard for me to properly evaluate how Kapokako has played on the top line because, for me, it, it almost feels like Zibanejad's struggles are a bit of a black hole where that's the thing I'm noticing. So it's it's hard for me to say, well, he's struggling because of the play of X or the play of Y or the play of, of Z. It will Would Kako's game be better if he had a center around him that wasn't struggling at the level of Mika Zibanejad? I think the very clear answer there is yes. So am I going to blame I, – I don't want to blame anybody. I don't like using that word. It, this isn't – we're not trying to blame anything for one specific problem. All we are saying is, here's the problem. How do we solve it? The problem right now is Mika Zibanejad seeming confident. He's just not playing with the level of confidence that we are accustomed Mika to play with. And the good news, if you want to, if you want to play glass half full, is this: the Rangers are 18-6 and three, and they are not getting prime Mika right now. That is, or. Yeah, 18-6-3, right? That's what the record is right now? I'll double check, yeah. but that's correct. So they are winning games without one of their four most important players playing anywhere near the level we expect him to be playing. We were saying this back when the Rangers were winning games but seemingly were inept at creating opportunities at 5v5 early in the season. We were saying this when the power play caught fire. We were saying this when Igor got hurt. This is why getting wins early on the calendar is important. And a win in October is worth just as much as a win in April. It allows you time and space to figure out important issues that you need to address before the playoffs begin. And listen, whether we think the Rangers should trade for a player to play in the top six, we do. Whether we who that player is, it it. it matters some when you're trying to pair that player with a Mika Zibanejad, but bigger than any addition the Rangers will make before or at the trade deadline is just fixing Mika Zibanejad. And I don't, I don't know if what the answer necessarily is. I, I don't think it's as simple as acquiring a guy that we're definitely going to talk about later, like a Phil Kessel, because I I don't. I think it's going to be very hard for the New York Rangers to acquire a right winger that is better than Capo Caco right now, just from the teams that are going to make players available. I think that is a key point, and from teams that are going to be willing to trade with the New York Rangers. So if, another if remember, very key point. I that's going to be a key point later when we start talking trades because I know there are some guys that people are saying, well, if we acquired him. Why isn't Greg saying that name? I'll, I'll say one of the names right now, not to spoil what we're going to do later. You're going to have to do a lot of convincing to me to convince me the Philadelphia Flyers will want to trade their captain, Claude Giroux, to the New York Rangers. Would I want Claude Giroux? Absolutely. Do I think Claude Giroux would play perfectly with Mika Zibanejad? Absolutely. Do I think you could get him for a fairly reasonable price considering this position the Flyers are in? Absolutely. But the Rangers have not made a trade with the Flyers since the Eric Lindros deal. And that was almost a, the Flyers had no choice kind of situation. 
I, I sit here not convinced that the Flyers are going to want to trot their longtime captain out in a trade with the Rangers. I, I, I don't think that's something they're going to want to do. Should they? Yeah, if the Rangers – this is the same thing we did with the Sabres, right? If the Rangers have the best offer, just trade with the team that is giving you the best offer. It shouldn't matter what division they're in, if they're your rival, how close they are to your city. None of that shit should matter. If the Rangers marched up there and there's like, here's Zach Jones, a first-round pick, and Vitaly Kravtsov. If that's the best offer the Flyers could get for Claude Giroux, they should say yes. But that's just not how the world works, right? No, they're the not. Flyers do no don't want to let their captain play for the Rangers. It's a bad look in their head. It's stupid. It's silly. But I, I, I would love that. I, I don't want to make it sound like I am saying, "Oh, you're dumb for thinking you can get Claude Drew." You should want to think that. If we lived in a vacuum, I think it's a great idea. There are a few players I could say that I would want more. I, I, I can't sit here and say I see it happening. I'd be stunned i'd love to be surprised i will eat all the crow in the world if the flyers decide to send claude Giroux to the new york rangers but from where i sit the way i see it i I'm flabbergasted if it actually happens with you uh one more topic i want to get to before we get to all of our questions from the mailbag five star questions where you can leave on patreon and also all the questions we took on twitter your gift i feel like we need to talk about this guy there ha- mm. he has impressed in the last couple games, I think there were still moments where you could see the the cracks in Georgiev's armor, where you can see the the play we've seen over and over again from Georgiev. But he's he's done what he needs to do and has performed. Uh, and I would I would say up to his trade value. Uh, I'm wondering if you agree. Uh, I'd stop short of impressed. I, I know that I, at this point, I think people could say I'm just being overly critical. To which I, I, don't I really, really I'm going to cut you off, and I'm doing a Greg thing here. I really don't like that everyone's like, "Hey, everyone needs to apologize to Georgiev." We clearly yeah. were wrong. Were we? We were not wrong. Georgiev is a isn't a backup goalie. He does. He's not built like that. We have all the evidence to prove he's not built like that. Could Georgiev be a starter in this league? Possibly. Does he need to play to get into the groove? Could he be the starter on, I don't know, the Oilers or the Detroit Red Wings maybe down the road? Yeah, maybe, but he's not a backup goalie. You clearly know that. You know he can't come into games. You know how hard it is. There are backup goalies in the league, and there are starter goalies. You have a mentality for each one, and he's a starter. Is he good enough to be a starter? Not of the New York Rangers. Igor Shesterkin exists. That's it. So the reason why you have him on his roster is what? That's why I'm still confused. Also, I what what exactly am I apologizing for? I, I said he was playing poorly when he was playing poorly, and I'm saying there's not an opportunity for him to be a starter. I'm sorry that I told you the truth. Yeah. I, 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 what what I, is also, this apologize be, to Georgiev deal? I don't I'll, get. I'll, I'll be I'll be frank. Uh, what game did Georgiev win that he wasn't supposed to win? He beat the Blackhawks. That's a win. He beat the Sabres. That's a win. He beat the Sabres and, and the he refs lost... helped. Yeah, and he lost one nothing to the Predators when the Rangers dominated the last two periods they had of that game. 11 and the shots. Got like eight shots. 11 yeah. shots in two periods. 11. Yeah, so I don't know what I'm apologizing for. Again, God bless Alexander Georgiev. I'm happy he's making money. I hope he finds success Undrafted free on agent, not the New York Rangers. Made $2.5 million a year. I'm happy yeah. for the man. Yeah, good, good for him. I do I think he is important enough to keep as my backup goalie? No. And if some team wants to offer me a trade piece of value for his services, I'd happily do it because I'm very confident in the Rangers third string goalie who has playoff experience and has been a backup in the NHL for years and is capable of doing it again and who this organization has faith in. And I got to ask him questions as to why he is so concerned about NFTs. I don't understand <laughs> that's, that. That's our, one of, that's our first five-star question. Do you want to start there? <laughs> uh, not, not yet. I want to circle back. That shit seems weird. All I'm saying I, I is agree. I know how, I know how right click save as works. Yes. And it feels like I own the NFT. I didn't spend any money on it, but whatever. We'll get to that. Uh, no, I back to the original point I was making. Not that you cut me off. That rant was warranted. Am I impressed with Alexander Georgiev? No, he did the 
bare minimum of what I expected him to do. I still don't think he knows how to control a rebound. I still don't think he knows where the puck goes after it hits his own body. I think he's a he's a backup caliber goalie with a starter's mentality, which makes him a bad backup goalie in my mind. And if this play right in the you. last couple of weeks has done anything to raise his stock, I'm all for it. I, the Devils just lost Jonathan Bernier. They have a coach by the name of Lindy Ruff who has experience with Alexander Georgiev-led teams. The Oilers are if out there looking could, for three positions, one of them being goalie. The Oilers, the, the, the Avalanche would like some answers to their goalie situations because Kemper has an injury history and they've had problems with the backups as well. There are plenty of teams out there that maybe would take a chance on Alexander Georgiev. The question comes down to what is an acceptable trade package? And that seems to be the question the New York Rangers have spent two years trying to answer and they haven't been able to answer it. And someone asked us this, not as a, a, a question for the podcast this week, but just in passing, like, what do we think Georgiev's trade market is? And goalie trade markets are just fucking weird. I think and my response is what I'll say now. Whatever you think you can get for Georgiev, I'm, I'm under the impression, Ryan, you think you can get a second-round pick for Georgiev, right? I don't think that, because I'm going to okay. agree with what you say. I think right. I think the Rangers want a second-round pick for Georgiev, and I think they originally wanted a first. Correct. I, I agree with that. But I, I would say the, the, the casual listener at home is probably thinking to themselves, well, we could probably get a second-round pick for Alexander Georgiev. I think whatever you think you should get for a goalie, you take 40% off that asking price, and that's probably closer to what you'll get for that goalie. I don't think the Rangers will get better than like a mid-tier third-round pick. That's I think and the third-round pick even is the prospect. top of the line. I think that's exactly where it lands. I'll, I'll go one step further. I bet you it's a conditional fourth, and the conditions, it comes down to if Georgiev plays X amount of games, it becomes a third, or if he plays X amount of games on top of that, it becomes a second. Sign me up and right I think now, that's dude. that's as best as you can do. Yeah, let's do it. I'm in. Um, let's take a, a quick break. We'll come back and talk about NFTs and a bunch of five-star questions and, uh, and then answer a ton of Twitter questions. So uh, uh, for the first time in a long time, transition. All right, folks, how many times have you heard me on this silly little podcast talk about the sports, bet the sports bets that I make? Well, I have some good news for everybody. DraftKings Sportsbook is finally coming soon to New York. It won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports right here in the Empire State on the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. And you know that I'm going to have some goodies for you to bet on. You know DraftKings for their daily fantasy contests, but now they've brought their expertise to sports betting so that sports fans everywhere can get in on the action. The DraftKings Sportsbook offers everything you would ever want from a sports betting app, from player props to same-game parlays. They have it all in just a short time you'll be able to bet on all of your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home with one of america's top rated sportsbook apps the DraftKings sportsbook app you can bet on bets like artemi panarin over two and a half shots per game chris Kreider over two and a half shots per game trust me guys chef's kiss DraftKings is a safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So check out DraftKings and tell them I sent you or Ryan. Hell, one of us sent you by using the promo code BLUESHIRTS. That's promo code BLUESHIRTS. DraftKings Sportsbook coming soon to New York. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full details. Must be 21+. plus and physically present in the state gambling problem call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope and why that's 467-369 and don't forget tell them that we sent you by using promo code blue shirts and we're back uh, nice, nice, nice shot by that guy hey who was that guy we got to read that ad. whoever did that really good at their job wow congratulations Incredible. Yeah. You no, know, I bet I bet you Ryan he might even be employed now. What? He got a job? I don't know. I still let me check my Oh well, yeah, check your email. See if he got All right. Um now that we let's get to the five star questions. Some and then we'll get to the mailbag from Twitter. A lot of good ones mm -hmm. this week. So this is from Vic Vinegar. I actually love this question. One of my favorite five star questions in a long time. Sup, Ryan and Greg, excuse me, that's Kako. 
Kincaid is awesome, and I love him as a backup for the team. But do you think the NFT market will lower in value if he has a bad start, or is he out? Or if he's outstanding, would skyrocket to the moon? Thanks, guys. <laughs> I, someone, I, 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 I look forward to the day where oh, we can God. have Keith back on because the entire conversation is going to be about NFTs. I just, I'm so confused by what these are supposed to do. Then again, I'm also the guy very confused by people who put faith in cryptocurrencies. It's it's all made up money. And I understand everything is made up. Some right? people are yelling at us right market. now. Everything's made up and everything's perceived value. Like like yeah. Georgiev's value. You think he's a second, but some people <laughs> think he's a third. Should, would Georgiev's trade value be better if we had some odd cartoon monkey drawings that we could also trade with? Him, what if he was a space question. unicorn and worth like two Ethereum? <laughs> well, what, who is it? Who is it? We had Sinbin on here and he was telling us about NFT horse racing. Yeah, NFT horse racing. But apparently, what the that, fuck that, is that? I don't know. But so, who cares? God bless. <laughs> hey, if, if you, this is a big get the bag podcast. We cannot be yes. more get the bag. If you go out there and you make money and you get the bag, we love you. Congratulations. We're here for you. I promise. But I also, let me, let me, let me make an addendum before we move on here. Yes. If you're thinking about, hold on, should we be making BSB NFTs? NFTs are great, and I've never said a bad thing about them. I actually think <laughs> they're the next generation of of uh, of art in yeah. And NFT BSBOT episodes, including Momcast, are going up next month. So if you want to own? A- we just we don't we don't have any more of the dope ass holiday Christmas Sweet. sweaters okay. to really sell so out there. Here's the but thing. what if we just NFT the design? I I do have a couple left, and next year we're gonna give them away. Next year, yeah, because the holidays are over. I don't, I won't have them in time. It's what do you mean? It's December thirteenth. I'll, I'll, all right, maybe I'll ship them out New Year's. All right, whatever. This is Christmas erasure. The 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 member of the tribe on this podcast is calling you your care. ass out. I love Christmas. All right, we'll talk about that. The off. twelve days of Christmas literally start today. Anyway, we'll figure out NFTs for not only our Twitter posts, including Kako's first goal, the picture of Kako, and podcast. But stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, we've right. never said a bad thing about NFTs. Yeah, they that. make total sense, and they're worth a lot of money. You should pay us. All right, Ru- this is from Robbie. Much like Greg, I too love it when a player I don't have faith in proves me wrong, as any reasonable mm-hmm. fan should. My question, is this what's been going on in Ryan Strom in the Rangers management? Were they just kind of low on him before, and he was like, fuck you, I'm going to become indispensable? And I think the answer is yes. Well, yes He kind of always no. was in like a weird way. Yeah, it's not that Strom is playing better this year than he was the year before the year before that, right? Strom, his first season that was cut short by the pandemic, we were saying it was an unsustainable uh, shooting percentage, right? That boosted his point total. The second year was, well, it's just that he's playing with Artemi Panarin. And then this year, it's just like we've accepted that all the things that we've previously said are true, and it's resulted in a good hockey player. I... The Rangers, again, have been dying to trade Ryan Strom and just haven't gotten an offer that they like. I don't think, if anything, it's that the the Rangers have held Ryan Strom in a higher regard on the trade market than every other team in the NHL. At the same time, while they're desperate to trade him, they just don't want to pay him long term. And I just, I don't know if they're wrong in that regard, but I know that... They're definitely wrong for seven years, and they're pretty wrong for six but and they're also wrong for five and there's no way he accepts four so they'll settle on five yeah i just i i'm at the point with ryan strome where i agree with the sentiment that there are going to be better options available than ryan strome but i also know that they're going to be more expensive and i'm not 100 percent sure how the new york rangers go about acquiring those assets all while trying to cross this odd bridge with Ryan Strom. Totally agree. One thing that keeps getting floated out is that the Rangers were really expecting this cap to spike when they signed all these contracts. And that sure did them and a lot of other teams uh, are obviously dealing with the flat cap for the next couple of years as we wait. Hey, it's for... going up by $1 million. Woo! Not even, whatever. I'm not going to get into it. Um, Next the is just signed Max Scherzer again. Is that yeah, what the yeah, woo was for? Yeah, whatever. So this is uh, speaking of. What do you mean? Yeah, whatever. You upset that the Mets are uh, considering the Rays bench coach for a finalist? I actually am upset about that. He already interviewed for Oakland, so very, yeah, very well, because he knows he's not getting the Met job. Buck Showalter. Very annoying. This is from Greg's empty bank account. I'm not kidding. That's literally the name. 
Jokes uh, on you. It's not empty today. Uh, good good morning, Fox's number one fan. Shout out, shout out DraftKings for that. <laughs> good morning, Fox's number one fan here. What's going on with Mika? Uh, we kind of went over this a lot. I mean, what can they, so what can they do to get Mika going is really the question. I, that That's the thing. I, uh, it's kind of in Mika Zibanejad's hands, right? Because we can't ask Chris Kreider to do more than he's possibly done. And I, I don't think... It's a little unfair for Kako. Yeah, and again, I, I just I don't know what piece you're expecting to bring in that's going to really elevate Mika Zibanejad's game. I, I just, to me, it's we're in a scenario where he's gonna have to shoot himself out of this one. I, I would love it if he just got really selfish one day and take took eight shots. If the Rangers lost four to two, but Mika Zibanejad every time he was on the ice was taking shot after shot after shot. Again, the Rangers are in this unique position where they've banked so many points to start this season that if they lose one game four to two, and it's because Mika Zibanejad was a little too selfish, I'm really okay with that. I will sacrifice the two points if it helps get Mika Zibanejad's game back on track. That's fine by me. It's fine by me too, especially with the position the Rangers are in where they're not a lock to make the playoffs, but they're about as lock as you can get in, on December 13th, which is awesome. All right, this is from uh, Bronx Harlem Hockey. If Kreider gets traded in the future, what team would you might would you not mind seeing him on and why? There's a team I can automatically think of. It's because I think the Rangers explored this before everyone got fired, and that's the Seattle Kraken. Would not mind seeing uh, Kreider be the first, uh, not first captain, but be a captain over there or try and be a leader on the, the Seattle Kraken. And uh, I, I just would like to see him out of the Metro, but it's really whatever, whoever pays the most, I think is the situation. Honestly, as long as it's not... If it's not the Flyers or the Islanders, I think I'm good. Like, I honestly don't think I'd worry or feel negative too much if he was on the Devils. I'd be I don't happy think it if would he impact was, me that much. I don't think they could ever do it or afford him, but, like, the Golden Knights I would like. Wouldn't mind that. You know, I, I, there was always rumors with Kreider in the Avalanche, like a million. I believe there was a trade package in play before they signed the extension with him. So, uh, that, that would be fine, too. I wouldn't mind if Kreider was over there. I, I would think it was hilarious if he was a Canadian. Yeah, I me too. Legitimately, Woo! I laugh, oh, that's fun. I'd spend a lot of time laughing about that. Me too. Uh, this is from Gray Red. What moves would you make by this trade deadline to help this team make a cup run? Is this where we do the right wing trade scenarios talk? I, I think we should do it now. The the thing that's really frustrating about this question is what trade would you make to help make a cup run? And I would throw if I was like, let's say you and I are trying to legitimately win the cup, not just try and make the best move for what is the future but we're trying to push our chips in, then I think yeah. you have to offer up a house for Tarasenko. That's what I would do. You have to give a house. They, I don't know I don't, if they would do I, it. I still don't think, I don't think Tarasenko's the guy. I, if oh, I'm I trying to win I a do. cup, I also want to make the people around me worse, and that's why I'd be backing up the truck. I'd, I'd be willing to pay 20% over what the Islanders want for Anthony Bovillier. That's a good one. There's no because way they it's, do it. Not only, not only am I getting a great player, I, the Islanders are desperate to make a mistake right now. And I think I can make the Islanders worse over the next five years if I simply just pay them 20% more in draft capital than they feel they can get for Anthony Beauvillier on the open market. I will let Lou Lamorello take a couple of my defensive prospects and even two of my first-round picks, and he can try to hit those picks out of the ballpark. I'll take Beauvillier. I'll make the Islanders worse for the next five years, and I'm going to make my team better, more dynamic, and add a proven 16-game player to give our fits content of the day out there. Give me, I, I'll do whatever it takes to get Beauvillier on the New York Rangers. That is fine by me. That is the trade that I would make. Um, what do I think? I, it's hard for me to then answer that with what do I think it would cost the Rangers to give up to get Beauvillier because then you're asking me to think logically, and logically, I don't see a scenario where the Islanders are trading with the Rangers, right? Like yes. it's that's done. But I personally, one of Zach Jones and Braden Schneider, uh, I'll let Lou Lamorello choose, hoping again that he just chooses incorrectly. They can have Kravtsov. But again, I don't feel like Kravtsov adds anything anymore to the pile. I'd let them, everybody loves Brennan Othman right now. Islanders wanted him, they could have him. Cool. Take him away. And then again, at least one first round pick. Doesn't have to be this year. It could be next year. I'm fine with it. I'd back the house up for Beauvillier. That's probably too much for Beauvillier. It is. I don't. They care. might do less. 
I think they would do less. I think they would do one of Jones and Schneider in a first. Sign me up right now. Yeah. And I, I think there's no, there's no the way they ever trade with the Rangers. There's no way. None. Zero. So it's, it's tough for me to really push that narrative around. I just don't see it happening. That's I wanna, not how, not how the hockey men work. Right? I want to ask one more question, because this is going to get us into the conversation we want to have. This is from Dr. Dr. Zayas, who has been a meme master on our discord. Uh, of the right wingers floated to alleviate some of our worries in that position, which ones do you prefer? I'm a Phil Kessel guy myself because he seems gettable. Who wouldn't want the hot dog man? Go through it, Gregory. Okay, I did. So there are rules and regulations that we have to go over uh, that I think are important because you have to, when considering these trade pieces, in my mind, we're talking today, December 13th. So these are guys that have to be available today, which means they are on teams who have less than 50% point percentages, teams who feel like they are out of it, so teams that the non-Canucks coaching change teams, in my eyes, you have to have teams that are willing to trade these pieces. So I'm not going to Larry Brooks this and say Patrick Kane. It it ain't happening. So I went through the list, and I immediately broke one of my rules because I included Columbus in this. I just – I think Davidson and – who is their GM? Uh, Yarmo. Sure, that guy. Yarmo Kekalani. Uh, there it is. I, was, I, I think they're smart enough to trade a guy, even if they feel like they have a shot at it, as long as that guy isn't, say, Patrick Lyon. Well, we, right? know, we know that Davidson is big on the long-term building plan. He loves it. Yes. He, he's like sustained success. That's what he wants but to do with the Rangers. This is the player I'm going to say is another it, – it's – He's a restricted free agent at the end of the year, so I'm not a thousand percent sure the Blue Jackets would want to trade him. But Jack Roslovich is a name that I would consider. Uh, he's having a very good year. Again, though, he's not exactly like a, a. The real problem with this list is none of these guys are really clear cut dudes who could help Mika Zibanejad specifically, right? Because that's kind of the hole we're trying to fill. We admit that Kako is probably better suited playing with Stroman Panarin, and Hunt isn't properly suited to play with. Kreider and Zibanejad. So we're really asking ourselves who else can play on that line. Uh, So the three teams that the Rangers could really target, the Blackhawks, the Coyotes, and the Kraken. And I found four names, Ryan. One of them's Phil Kessel. We've talked about him at nauseum. I understand that some people, he will not play defense. You have to admit that. It's not going to happen. Cross it off. Don't consider it. At the same time, this is a team that still goes through periods where they struggle to create offense at five on five. And that's the thing that we know for a fact, Phil Kessel does well. Phil Kessel continues to do well. And Phil Kessel will always be able to do well. That's his strength, creating goals at five on five. How do you want to get Mika Zibanejad going? Put Phil Kessel next to him. I think that one works. Uh, the name I found from Chicago, again, it, it's not a guy I really – can guarantee you that the Blackhawks would want to trade. But Dominic Kubalik is a restricted free agent at the end of the year. He's making north of $3 million right now. It's a decision the Rangers are going to have to make for themselves next year. But I'm honestly not worried about that decision. If the Rangers don't want to pay him, I feel like they could move him again in the offseason and recoup some of the assets they would have to give up to get him. I, I, I think he would be a very natural complement in the top six. But I think... To me, the name I found that I feel like is the most attainable and surprisingly having the best season, I think if they call Seattle and talk to Seattle about 30-year-old Kale Yarncrook, I think they'd find it easy to get him. Face-off percentage, because I know people care about people this. People love it. Yarncrook, they love it. Yarncrook, 53% in the dot this year. He's playing exceptionally well offensively. He's been better than you think offensively each of the last few years and he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. So I don't, I don't even know if you need to trade a second round pick for him, but to me, I think he's a guy who can play both wings and center. He's only making $2 million. He's not the name you naturally think of. Like, yeah, he's got three points this year, but he's creating play on a team that is not good. Frankly, so I'd, I'd, I'd be very interested to see what Yarn Crook's price tag is in Seattle. 
but again, I if the Rangers acquired that guy, none of us would be like, "This is it. They've done it." Yeah, this isn't they, this they, isn't the oh my god, we're going over the hump. It's like, hey, that's yeah, a smart I, signing that is probably pretty good. To me, I think trade, if the Rangers ponied up and got one of Kessel or Kubalik, I think those are moves you say, "Oh shit, the Rangers are pushing their chips." I in. don't see Kessel as like an expensive piece. I really don't. No, but I, I think if you acquired him, you'd be like, the Rangers are going for it, right? It's, like, a, that it's is... a fun push. He can't play defense for shit, but it, on a team where it actually matters, Kessel might be re-motivated to play a little bit harder. He's, yeah, he's probably not I, playing defense think... for the Coyotes for uh, a lot of reasons. One, they might not have a stadium. Two, they're the Coyotes. <laughs> they're going to be playing in the parking lot. Well, I don't Who's know how that happened. Lot? I don't know. That was freaking but crazy. I, I think, I think Kubalik would cost the most because you have to convince Chicago he's not part of their long-term plans. At the same time, this is the moment to try to convince Chicago of that because they don't know what their long-term plans outside of Seth Jones is. Oh, uh, boy. I, I, think, I think Kessel's the biggest name, but like you said, I think he's rather easily attainable. And I think Yarn Crook is the guy you acquire. He's, he's The move we've heard Drury trying to make is this middle six depth piece move, and that to me is Yarn Crook on a tee. It's not going to make us excited as a fan for name value, but he's he's kind of everything the Rangers are looking for in terms of price, flexibility, face-offs. Defense, plays a lot, fills a lot of boxes here. The thing that that should make you most angry about guys like Yarn Crook being available at the trade deadline is that's exactly why you don't give Barclay Goodrow six years. Because you can find one at the trade deadline every year. Barclay Goodrow now is stuck on the fourth line, by the way. All right, not uh, just stuck. That's where he belongs. I, I totally agree. That's how you're doing your cap management. Very fun times with the New York Rangers. This is from Swinegart, and I, I think you and I are going to agree rather heavily on this. I agree with you guys that you don't understand the constant negativity around Keandre. That said, he's had a pretty rough night against the ads. Given none of these kids have ever played anything close to 80, God willing, 100 games in a season, would you make? It, would it make sense to give someone like Keandre and some other kids an occasional night off, maybe a second night on a back-to-back? You can't give Keandre a night, a night off because your option is Lieber Hayek. Or Jared Tenorti. That's not how this it's going to work. Yeah, this is a point we've talked about many times before. And it, it, it's one that's worth bringing up again, where the NHL really is the only league where we care that every player has to play every game. Baseball dudes get days off. Football, there's, there's seven days games. in between, so it's a totally different right. situation. And you're only playing 17 times. But basketball, players get get designed days off all the time yeah even younger players it's it's not just the stars so it's hockey is this one league where we consider it a failure if a guy sits in a box for one night however in order for you to do that you need to sign guys who could actually play in their stead for one game at a time which is tenorti cannot hayek cannot and i don't want Zach Jones or Braden Schneider having to come up practice for a week with the team and then have to sit in the press box. If he's not getting the game that day, I'd rather them play with the guys they are going to play with on a nightly basis in Hartford, as opposed to yo-yoing up and down and getting essentially spot starts in between. There are ways you can do this. There are good depth defensemen out there all the time. You can find one right now if you wanted to, but the, this idea only works if you have those guys. And the Rangers don't have those guys. They don't. Tenorti's not good enough. Hayek is bad. I, I, there's no other word to describe him. If This idea only works if you allow yourself the opportunity to put this into motion. The Rangers didn't do that. So, unfortunately, Keandre has to play every night. And, honestly, it might just be best for his development to play every it's, night. He talks about how much he loves playing with Jacob Truba. And I think – that kind of relationship and um, mentorship to a certain extent is going to be good for him. Cause what's the, I don't know if you see it. The one thing I continue to see is that the common criticism is Keandre is tentative to play the man, right? He doesn't play the body as much as people would expect a defenseman. Have you met, have you met the man who plays the body the most Jacob Truba. So if you're, if, if there's ever going to be someone to teach or, leave an impression on Keandre about how to play the body. Don't you want him playing with Jacob Truba? And don't you want him playing all the time with Jacob Truba? To me, that's, 
there, yes, there have been games this season in which Keandre Miller has been lackluster, but I expect that from everybody. Hell, we spent 20 minutes talking about how lackluster Mika Zibanejad has been this year, and that's a more concerning trend than anything Keandre Miller is doing. By Keandre Miller is young. He's growing. He's 21. Developing. He's played defense for four years. Yeah, and the and the the one thing that we all agree he could do better, he's partnered with the guy who does it best on the Rangers. So I feel very confident that Keandre Miller's game is moving in the right direction, and I'd rather him just play every night. But to answer this question, I don't think there's anything wrong with giving guys one night off if you've built your team in a way to allow that to happen. The New York Rangers have not done that. Couldn't agree more. Uh, I don't want to ignore George's question, but he asked about Beauvillier. We already went over that pretty extensively. Uh, and then Will He 12 and Thomas Jr. kind of ask the same question in, in a nutshell, is what would you do with the top nine right now, and would you move it around? Tom's point is that he would probably move Lafreniere back up to the top line to give him kind of a boost. But to me, I, I automatically is – automatically is. I'm already automatically thinking the one thing I don't want to do is take Kreider away from Mika in a situation where he's struggling. I can't imagine what that would do. Right, and we we agree that Kreider can't play right wing for whatever reason. We totally agree that that can happen, and Lafreniere can't play right wing either. They tried it for a couple games. Didn't really work out. The players weren't comfortable. The, the, the crazy thing is, the of the top nine currently, the one line I don't want to touch is the kid line. I don't see any problems there. Yes, they're, they, they're continuing to create all the chaos in the world, which I love, and which is all I want children to be able to do, because I know that they're going to harness that chaos one day and just score goals in buckets. So I'm not, I'm not necessarily worried that they're not on a nightly basis putting three in the back of the net. They continue to create the most offense at 5v5 when they're out there. And they're giving other teams fits. Because Heedle is a, is a puck-handling wizard. Lafreniere can do a little bit of everything. And Goche is a brick shit house with a turbo boost. And not only has he learned how to turn left, he can pass now too. So you have no idea what the fuck that guy is going to do on any night. That honestly is the one line I wouldn't touch. I'd move Kako back down to a line with Stroh and Panarin. That's when Kako was being best utilized. It felt, in my opinion, yeah, I'm a hundred percent with you. It, and uh, again, it's, it, it just, that feels natural. But the problem to me is like, we talked about the Rangers. It was working with Dryden hunt in the moment and they were winning and that's fine. That buys you more time to find the right solution. To me, it's just clear as day that the New York Rangers have one opening in the top nine. It's the right wing that has to play next to Mika Zibanejad. Oh, this makes me so sick, and I don't want to bring the name up. But if that person was still here, this team is in need of nothing. Yes, I think it's it's lame to continue to gripe about that trade. I'll say that. Because it's done, right? It's over. We've all said it. It's true. Any, Any point you want to make that uh, some guy, I won't want to say his name specifically, but I'll say it rhymes with uh, Travel Kuchkevich. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, think of a guy that rhymes with that. Um, that's the hole that the Rangers currently have in their roster. The problem, the problem and frustration for me is that hole can still be filled with someone that isn't him that helps this team win and puts this team in a position to go deep into the playoffs. My frustration is it seems as though the Rangers don't have any kind of motivation to fill that hole. And I I get that Dryden Hunt's playing well now, but perfect example of this is the Rangers have once again gone a little cold scoring at 5v5, and their very dominant power play, which is a sentence I didn't think, we'd be saying on a constant basis. No, Strange. we should be saying on a constant basis because you look at the guys on the power play and it makes all the sense in the world that it scores in bunches. But it's just, it's this one hole and it's not a knock on Dryden Hunt. He wasn't brought in to be that guy. He was brought in to be a Swiss army knife, which he's been with a lot of success at the beginning of his Ranger career. But that hole needs to be filled. It's clear as day. And it just seems like the Rangers aren't in any hurry to fill it. And yeah, they're 18, six and three things are good. There's nothing really that you should be all too concerned about, except that like it could be better. And I think that to me is the frustration where you won games when you shouldn't have won them to begin the year. And instead of 
hoping that that just never course corrects itself. Just make your team better so it doesn't have to course correct itself. And it's just, it's that how I would organize the top nine is a tough question to answer because I only got eight guys I can answer that question with. Right yeah, now. there's no, putting Hunt on the top line with Mika and Kreider doesn't really give him a lot to work with. Maybe no. maybe Panarin and Strom like playing with Hunt more, but it's clear that the effective talent when Kako is on that line is it's just a game changer. Yeah, Hunt's had like two or three good games with them, but you can see that it's not going to be a sustained power. But when they really want a goal, Gallant went right back to that squad right away. Yeah, we just, the Rangers have eight of the nine pieces that they would like to have for so their it's, top nine. It's pretty ironic. But that's the problem they've had literally all season. All right. Uh, I'm going to, this is what's this one in, in under 20 seconds. Uh, our friend wants to know Ice Witch of the Frozen North. Can betting? Can I get betting odds on Bartolo Colon in the Hall of Fame? Thanks. Uh, zero. Okay, agree with you. Uh, yeah. If Hall of Fame in our hearts, that's for sure. Waddling down. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is from Lou. Uh, he asked this question on Vince's show. Uh, Vince really uh, re- recently said that he thinks the Rangers will address the future cap squeeze by trading away a young player like Miller or Heedle when they're due for a raise, rather than moving out a contract like Truba, Kreider, or Goodrow. What are your thoughts on this? I thought about this a shit ton this weekend. Uh, I had a 10-hour drive, so I got to think about the Rangers in my head a lot. I can't really see a situation where Kreider is on the squad in 2024. I uh, it's The more this happens with Lafreniere, the value he's at right now. Listen, he gets he gets to put in a modified no tra- uh, 15 team, modified no movement clause uh, in 2023, 22, 2023, 24, something like that. And then... Uh, I just can't see a, a way this team tries to keep him around despite how important he is. They they need to get flexibility for Lafreniere. They'll need cap flexibility because the cap won't have gone up at the point. I could see them trading away Heedle. I really can. Uh, I think I think of Heedle and Miller. Heedle's the guy I'm, I think they're not convinced is a center. I think they might conv- be convinced he's a winger. And, and maybe even they don't really know how good of a winger th- he is then. It will all depend on how these next two years play out. And if Keandre and Heedle make themselves indispensable then they will they obviously will not trade either one of them. If they can become developed into a player that, the players that they hope they can become in 23, then Kreider goes. If they're not those players, maybe one of them does get shipped out. I think that's where I landed. I guess to me the it's tough for me to say the Rangers will look to move Heedle or Miller or someone of that ilk without having a clear picture of what's the position they're trying to address in that trade. Because if it's just trading Heedle for futures, I, I I can't I can't convince myself it's ever going to be a good idea. If you wanted to trade Heedle in a larger package that got something meaningful in return, which is why we kept putting him in Eichel talks all those times, then you you start to see the vision. But if the Rangers are just trading Heedle because they don't want to pay him, and they're getting like a pair of second round picks in return. No, I, I, I like it. And also it, it, it begs the question of um, this is my point, And I get angry at you when you bring up the Rangers needing to trade Patrick Nemeth at all costs. How much money do you think Philip Keedle is going to be making that, that that's, that's kind of the next point for me. I, I know he doesn't have a contract to come up in, in two years, but by the way, he's playing right now. Do I think the Rangers are going to have to pay him North of 4.5? Do I think the Rangers are going to, Am I going to, do I think the Rangers are going to have to pay him anywhere close to what Ryan Strom is going to make? No. The answer is no. So again, with Nemeth, the reason why I keep throwing that back in your face is if you move him, you haven't alleviated any of your cap issues. You lowered the number by such a small percentage that you still need to do a big thing in order to do other things. And for me, it's, it's not a matter of the Rangers moving a guy before they have to pay him. It's just in order to pay the people that they have, they have to move a guy they're already paying. And to me, that guy is just Chris Kreider. It's always going to be Chris Kreider. By and no it, fault it of his own. It's that way. Yeah, it does yeah, suck. It, it, it sucks that it is that way, but that, that there was a pandemic. And for whatever reason, they decided the best way to address the pandemic was not to increase the salary cap for reasons that the NHL will claim is due to the fact that the league is more reliant on 
ticket, ticket sales, sales than any and, other and league the in North America. Only but the owners $5.2 billion, and they'll be yeah, done paying it, that it, back it comes by down blah, to the, blah, blah. Yeah, it comes to down to the fact that the owners are cheap as shit, and they were looking to blame someone for being cheap as shit, and they took advantage of a situation. It's not Kreider's fault, but I, I, from where I sit, I don't see a scenario where the Rangers are able to open up the cap flexibility they claim they want to have and have it be a guy that's making less money than Chris Kreider. Because everyone else is just not going anywhere. I'm with you. Uh, well, this- it's not just that. It's just the, the, the people you talk about needing to trade, it's, you're not paying them. So you're not helping yourself by trading them. I honestly, I, I think the guy that's going to get most hurt by the Rangers cap crunch in the future is Ryan Lindgren. I just don't think he's going to be a Ranger at the end of this bridge deal. God, Ryan Lindgren's so good. I want to keep him so bad. I don't know how, how we, he's going to want $5 million, and he should. He's yeah, really underrated. Just, think, of, think of the style of game he plays. Think of the people that have played his style of game the most as New York Rangers. Mark Stahl comes to mind. We know how that extension went. I just, he's going to be 26, I think, when his bridge is done. Do you really want years 27 through 33 of Ryan Lindgren? Not particularly. That's and that's not a, that's not a that's not a fight against Ryan Lindgren. You have so much nope. defensive depth, right? Uh, At some point, you either trade that depth or you lose someone to make room for that depth. We've ended up touching on a lot of these questions, so I want to just uh, quickly go through some of them. Uh, this is from Dylan. Which which position is more important to have right now, center or right wing? I think we've clarified right wing is big time uh, the answer currently. Well, if the Rangers get the right center and they want to move Hedo to right wing, that's fine too. But I just I think it's much easier to find the right winger for Mika Zibanejad because he might be available right now. Centers are to... always in demand and they're hard to get. Yes. Yes. This is from Drew. Uh, not our Drew, but the only real Drew, which is not our Drew. Interesting. Oh uh, when do you think they will drop the mean tweets video? What a tease. It's fucking weird <laughs> at this point. Hey, guys, we've got a surprise for you. Trailer. Two and a half weeks of silence. Very strange. Well, it's it's it was already weird that they did a tease to the teaser. And now it's been a couple weeks since the teaser. And one has to wonder, like, are you waiting for us to drop new mean tweets? Because we can. And they're, it's getting to a point where the mean tweets are actually going to be about you, not the players. Exactly. Uh, this is from Derek1168. Do you think Kane to NYR is a legit possibility? The short answer no. is we don't believe so. And if you want the long version of it, you can go to our Patreon and listen there. Well, not to spoil anything, but the long version is also no. That's correct. Sorry, wait, that, that's still too short. Fuck no, I think is, is more appropriate. Something like that. Yeah. All right. Um, next question. Uh, is this team actually good or is it a fever dream? I think it's pretty good. I think it's a pretty good team. It's a good team that could use some tweaks. Couldn't agree more. Josh asks, oh, that, sorry, that question was from, uh, man, uh, Sam Erickson. There we go. Josh asks, God damn it, I'm so sorry. Do you see a trade happening within the next two weeks? I say no way. Hmm. I'm going to say no just because I don't expect teams to work through the holidays. I think that's perfect reasoning. That's so, <laughs> that's so NHL. I know Woj wants me to read this question. It's not a question. It's just to mess me up. So I'm going to read it. Okay. Okay. Have you ever had a dream that you, um, you had, you, 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 you could, you'll do you, you wants you, you could do so you, you'll do, you could, you want, you want him to do so much. You could do anything. Thanks Woj. Appreciate it. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> He's a great dude. Um, I, I guess at this point, how uh, Aiden asks, how long can the Rangers go without Mika not scoring? Well, I guess that depends, right? If if they bring in a top nine player, they really can go to like who can February. Yeah, they've they've opened up such a nice cushion for themselves that the answer to this question is kind of undefined because if they keep playing this way, shit, they can go the entire year without Mika Zibanejad scoring. If they somehow, if Igor comes back and is still Igor, if the power play is as effective as it is now, even with Sabanajet on it, if Fox continues to perform at the level he's performing, if the Rangers continue to get this fucking meteoric heater that Chris Kreider was on to start the season, there, there are a lot of ifs there that if those things keep happening, then if Mika Sabanajet continues to not score, everything will be fine and dandy. But 
realistically, um, I think it's unfair to expect all those ifs to continue. I think it's unfair to think that Zibanejad is just going to get himself out of this rut without a little extra help. I, I'd say it can't go until the trade deadline because that means the Rangers have done nothing to address it. I don't think it can go until the beginning of February even. I don't think it can go until the Olympic break. That's not going to happen. Um, well, the Olympics are cooked, by the way. Cooked, I, super cooked. I just don't see there's any way that the NHL would go. I, I, and on top of that, I don't know if the players would agree. Why would they? They're not getting paid. Those those quarantine windows are just. There's some of them are oppressive. three to five weeks. Yeah, it, but it's it's not just the three to five weeks. It's that like teams don't have to pay you in those three to you five. You don't weeks. get paid. It get the bag. I don't know how to make that so much clearer to yeah. everybody. Get your money. To answer to Take answer this specific question, the Migas Benajed one. I'd say I'd be uncomfortable if this continued for another four weeks, so a month. Like, if it's January 13th and we are podcasting again about how the New York Rangers have either not brought someone in to help the top line or Mika Zibanejad is just still not scoring, then I'm something beyond concerned. I don't know what it would be. Frustrated? I think so too. I missed actually missed a five star question from Alexa earlier, so I want to go back to this because I skipped ahead uh, to try and combine questions. This is from Ooh, Alexa. I have a five star question too. While we're at it, nice. thank you for reminding me. There, there was an interesting conversation during the post game last night. Do you think there is a necessity to name a captain because of the recent success of the team, or do you think having a leadership group is the way to be mo- moving forward? Players like Truba have been making their case for captaincy late, lately. Um, I think you and I said Truba was going to be captain all summer. Literally every podcast, I think we said, I know you're not a big captain guy. I kind of like the narrative and the drama behind it. But the players make this decision. Seemingly, that's what they told Gallant. They wanted to have a group leadership. I think Fox will probably end up getting the captain eventually now that he's signed forever and is their best player. Truba is certainly making the case for it. And if I had to pick someone right now, the captain is Chris Kreider. And that's probably why they have a group because those three people probably have the best candidacy of all. Yeah, Fox doesn't I... even have an A. I think if the Rangers felt the need to have a captain, they'd have a captain. And I I don't know what else to say. It, it, I think the room decided not to have a captain. And Gallant was like, cool, you guys know each other better than I yeah, know I just you. Got and I'm going to trust you on this. Yeah. So it's – do I think the Rangers would be better if they had a captain? I don't think anything would change at all. It seems like they love Truba. It seems like they love Kreider. And it seems like they couldn't choose between. They have two, those two dads. Dudes. They have the yeah. Rangers have two dads. That's the way it works. Well, I, I, if you talk about the way that these guys react to Truba hits, it sounds like they're listening to the Beatles for the first time. And if you talk about the way this team reacts to Chris Kreider creating goal scoring opportunities and losing his mind and sticking up for his teammates, and it sounds like you know they learned a new language. And they loved they that it's language more than anything else. Um, yeah, <laughs> they made up a language and they're fluent in it. So it's, I don't, I don't know how putting the C on Trooper, putting the C on Kreider is going to change anything in that locker room outside of Barclay Goodrow's now not wearing an A, right? So it's, I don't know. I, I, I've always been bad with thinking that the team needs a captain. I think if they needed one, they'd have one. I think whatever they're doing was their decision. With you. What's your five-star question? Then we're going to get out of here. Uh, from our friend Keith. Uh, not that Keith. Mm, different I was Keith. about to say, huh? This is interesting. Not that Keith. <laughs> that, Keith uh, that Keith was like, hey, should I join your Discord? And I was literally like, don't get fired. <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, my question is, should we be at all concerned about this team's continuing lackluster showing when it comes to 5v5 analytics? As of this typing, which I believe was uh, Friday, the Rangers were 27th in expected goal percentage according to Top Down Hockey and 23rd on Money Puck. I just feel like we keep getting lucky with these wins, and that luck can always turn on us. Thanks so much in advance. Wow. Uh, so the Leafs had one of the worst 5-5s in the league for a long time. Turns out that team's also like a juggernaut. And yes. if you can score and you're dangerous on the power play, and you have Igor Shesterkin, I think you're okay. Uh, the team needs the tweaks to, to have a better 5-5. You would like them to be middle of the road or higher. That's no doubt about it. Uh, clearly, that's a lot of the game of hockey. You would like to be good at 5v5. I think what, once Mika gets going, that's going to change the entire atmosphere of the 5v5 situation. Because the, the Panarin-Strom line is fine. The kid line, as soon as they start scoring. And then if Mika gets going, 
all that's going to come to come to a norm. I think it's going to be a, a regressing to the mean, and the team's way better uh, than it was on 5v5. Again, and again, those 5v5 numbers are deflated from the awful start that the Rangers had on 5v5, and that, have, that they've done a lot better since, uh, I think it was the Columbus Blue Jackets game where they scored it three minutes in game. 10 minutes. Like, I think a month ago minute. today, almost. Yes, so if you just take it from there, the 5v5 is much better, uh, but from the beginning of the season, not so good. The, they're trending in the right direction, and I'm not too worried at this point. I'd also say the 5v5 numbers are going to get better when once the Rangers firmly settle on what their top nine right. lines look like. From where we stand right now, there's one line that the Rangers have firmly settled on, and it's their third line, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense when you're thinking about it. The, the 5v5 numbers will be better once we know what the Rangers are missing. We know what they're missing. It's how they address that missing piece. And if they address it properly, the 5v5 numbers are going to go up or continue to go up as they have been. So that that to me is – it. yes, I am currently concerned with how this team plays at 5v5. But that concern has more to do with the fact that I view the New York Rangers as incomplete as opposed to thinking the New York Rangers are bad at 5v5. I'm with you. I think that's it for our questions. I want to thank everyone for giving us five-star questions on our Patreon and then also everyone that chimed in on Twitter. Appreciate you. If you guys want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me, O'Reilly Media. You can follow Greg at Blue Shirts Break. We'll be back with BSPOT likely Thursday morning because the games are late this week. So very fun. Hey, uh, what's up? Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app. I hear good things about it. Promo code Blue Shirts, okay? Blue Shirts. Thank you. All right, uh, we'll see you guys next week. We're going to thank some of the Patreons now. Love you guys. Bye. All right, don't know why I'm doing this, but this is how we're going to do the Patreon this week. I downloaded the Pokemon Rap theme song. Newer version. So let's get going, shall we? Okay, here we go. Adam Cassidy, Adam Cohen, Adam Cretulo, Adam Keach, Alex Gardner, Amber Cohen, Austin Beetleman, Barbie Crip, Ben Waters, Ben Weber, Biggs Malone, Brian Doyle, Broadway Blue Shirt Bleeder, Chris Finelli, CJ Stellwagen, Dennis Dazen, David Narrative, David Siegel, Dennis Dice, Eric Stagg, Gabe Gardner, Cup, Kretzky, Garrett McFly, Handel, Harrison Haskell, K-Pop Horde 89, Jake Berkowitz, Jerry Marquez, JD, Jimmy Mack, John Hardesty, Justin Friedman, Chris from Florida, Christoph Burke, Kyle Franklin, Lazar Krukowski, Lou Giordano, Lucas K, Matthew Kine, Max Nielsen, Pavel Kovarev, Randy Chesser, Stephen Lomayer, Stig Bullbox, Swineguard, The Drop BK, Eddie Eric Carlson with an exclamation point, Tom Sinclair, Tommy Sinclair, Tom o- Tommy O'Neill, Tory from Manhattan, Upstate, Vin, Page Two, Vinny Brocco, Vinny Hay, and Will Spector. Thank you for choosing us, my dear friends. I couldn't be here without you. A wonderful week for the Blue Shirts Breakaway. Can't wait to be back later this week on BSBOT. I don't have a monologue this week because, honestly, I feel like we covered a goddamn lot on this podcast. So if you have any other suggestions you'd want me to do for the end of this show, any weird songs you want me to put on the back of this, you let me know. I'll teach you Pokemon, I think. All right, let's go, Rangers. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. It takes years to build a business that sustains a family and is worth passing on. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work closely with clients to provide the financing, cash management, and deposit products necessary to grow a business. So your life's work will continue to prosper once it's in someone else's hands. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your business. Visit sandyspringbank.com business. Credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank. It's time to expect more from urgent care, like caregivers who take time to listen, smooth access to local specialty care if you need it, virtual visits and save your spot convenience, plus easy access community locations. And we're open 365 days a year to treat your sprains, cuts, fever, and flu. Northwell Health Go Health Urgent Care. Get more than you expect and exactly what you need. Welcome to a new era in urgent care.